hello and welcome to Noah's Window. I'm Mary Alice Hoover and I'm back up at the church studio today to share just a thought or two with you from the book of Ephesians that I hope will encourage you a little bit. Um, we're taping this on uh, Wednesday before, so the day after the election, and I'm sure there are many things that you have seen and heard uh, that are going to happen between now and when you are listening to this. So um, just keep that in mind as we're talking about this today. But I do believe this is a very up-to-date issue that we're going to read about and talk about today, and I hope that it will give you some encouragement uh, that you can apply to our, our day, our, our life even today. So um, the big issue in Ephesians chapter 2 is really about two people groups that had been very hostile to one another. And we know about, in our day and time, we know about racial hostility. We're living in the middle of that right now. So this was a different brand of that, a different version of that, a different time in history. But of course, racial hostility is as old as dirt. Um, and so it's looked a lot different in different cultures, different times. But this is what was the hot issue in this place at this time. So I want us to read a little bit in Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to jump in in verse 11, and I'm going to read a little bit. I may slow down here and there, but I want to read from there a, a little ways down, uh, probably through verse 17. So let's start in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. And again, this is Paul talking to the believers at Ephesus, okay? So Paul says, don't forget that you Gentiles, which if you're not familiar, the world was divided into two people groups at this point. There were Jews and Gentiles. And, and what that meant was if you weren't a Jew, you were a Gentile. So it was just Jews and non-Jews. Now, did most Gentiles know that they were a Gentile? Probably not. <laughs> they just knew they weren't Jew. Uh, but anyway, so that's how the, the world was divided as far as people groups in this scenario was either you were a Jew or you were a Gentile. And that's still the case um, in, that, in that sense. Now, so don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens. So they were even called names by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision. The Jews were, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. Now, he gives a little word of explanation there. They were really proud of their religiosity, right? The Jews were, um, and not to throw stones at them. It was just a reality. And so because of their religiosity, their self-righteousness, they felt uh, inclined to call names to the people outside of their people group. Uh, we, we're all about, we're, we're very familiar with name calling in our world today. Okay, so in those days, he's referring to when they were living outside the Jews. Um, in those days, you were living apart from Christ. That's way more important. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. That's probably the saddest statement in that passage. But now, yay for but now, but now. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him. How? Through the blood of Christ, it says. So now let's jump in verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When? When did he do this? When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this, we're talking about Jesus, Jesus did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles. How? It's going to answer by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. So together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. So I want to stop there for now, but what a great passage and so relevant to our world today. So uh, even in our world today, just as it was in this time, there was a lot of hostility between the different racial 
And in this case, really, it was more like the religious and the not religious, but there was a, definitely a racial component to that. And, and what we're, we're told here is Christ isn't the separator. Christ is the uniter. It was Christ who broke down the wall of hostility. It's Christ who brings peace to the situation. So uh, if, if you are looking at the, the difficulties that we're facing even in our day and time in our country and around the world, just keep in mind that Jesus is the one who brings peace and unity, and he's the one that takes down those uh, walls of hostility that we tend to build up. And, and I think that's just a great promise for us to cling to in this day and time that we're living. So maybe you have wondered sometimes, where do you belong? Because maybe you've been uh, brushed up against some religious groups that you felt like maybe you didn't belong, or maybe they indicated to you they, that you didn't belong, or maybe like the Jews did to the Gentiles, maybe they even uh, engage in name calling and belittling and um, sending you uh, messages of hopelessness. But here's what we have in Ephesians. Paul tells us, you were far away, but now you're made close. Now you've been unified with us. Now Christ has made us all one people through himself. And that's a wonderful promise and a wonderful truth to just cling to today. So wherever you are, whatever people group you are living in, that you were born into or that you grew up into or that you've chosen to be a part of, um, Christ is a unifier. If we believe in him as our personal savior, if we accept his free gift, as we become part of his family and born into his family, adopted in his family, as we talked about earlier, then we're no longer uh, in, in groups that are hostile to one another. We're all together. We're all part of the same family. And so that's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? You know, uh, we're, and we're in November now, so soon we'll be gathering, maybe, um, as families. There's a lot of discussion on whether or not that will happen and how that will look. But traditionally, this is a time of year where families do get together and <clears throat> As much as we enjoy the togetherness, very often there's friction, isn't there? Uh, there's sometimes a sense of dread uh, with family gatherings because there's so much, um, uh, so many opinions and uh, so many insecurities and so many things that separate us. And just keep in mind that Jesus isn't one to separate us. Um, once we're in his family, he brings us together. He, he levels everything out. Uh, there's not the, the good and the bad. We're all equal. Uh, because he's the one that, that paid for us, that brought us together into one family, into one people. So I hope that encourages your heart today. I hope that you will keep that in mind as you're facing whatever challenges you have today, just to remember who you are and where you belong. If you are a cross follower, you belong to him. And he's the one who has brought you into his family. So keep that in mind. Um, I want to say a word quickly to those of you who have written in to let us know that you're out there. I just want to thank you for taking the time to do that. And remember that you can text talk to us to 97,000 and share a prayer request or give us your feedback. We really do enjoy hearing from you, so I hope you'll do that. So let's have a word of prayer before we go this morning. Father, thank you so much for the, the privilege of having your word to read for ourselves. And we just pray that you would continue to help us to um, keep opening these pages and that the Holy Spirit would give us understanding, give us clarity to know exactly what you're teaching us in your word. I pray for each person that's listening and watching, each family that's represented. I pray that you would bless them, that you would wrap your arms of love around them. God is through these difficult, challenging, uncertain days. We need you. Um, it would seem we need you more than ever. The reality, Lord, we know is that we've always needed you, but we sure feel it right now. And we want to thank you for your presence, for your, um, 
the security that you give us in you and, and the confidence that you give us that we can continue to face tomorrow because of who you are and because we do belong to you and because you do have a plan for us that, that goes into the future. And we thank you for that. For anyone who might be watching or listening today who does not know you as their personal Savior, I pray that today would be the day that they would take that moment to pray and accept you, to acknowledge their sin and to um, reach out in faith to Jesus Christ as a payment for their sin, what he did on, G on, on Calvary, that he paid for their sin, and believing that he did rise again and wanting him to be the Lord of their life. I just pray that this would be the day for that. And if there's anything we can do to help, I pray that you would guide us as a ministry, that we can be an, an assistant on this faith journey of anyone who might be watching or listening. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done, all that you are doing, all that you're going to do. Thank you for um, your guidance in these days ahead of us. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, we would love to hear from you. So uh, until next time, we'll see you on Noah's Window.